Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Together We Sparkle. I am Andrea. And I'm Michael. And we are going to have a very interesting conversation that we started but stopped just so that we could record it for you. Um, I think you'll find it semi-entertaining. Um, Mike was saying how he didn't prepare for this. And I said, that's the point because the whole point is for you guys to see us having our uh, discussions. So we're gonna give you a little bit of a backstory about how this conversation started. But before we do that, I would like to bring your attention to Mike's interesting shirt and to my very bright shirt. Um, so my- Oh wait, you're, I didn't even realize yeah. that till right now. Yeah. So my shirt, in addition to being super yellow, is kind of cool because it says Mozambique, which is a country in the continent of Africa. So it's a geography lesson. If you didn't know, Africa is a continent. Mozambique is a country. It's on the Western side of the continent. Um, fun little fact, my mom was born and raised in Angola in Africa. Um, so my mom is a true African-American. So it's a little fun fact. Um, Michael got his shirt in Mozambique because he was there this summer with my parents. I actually had it made. And he got me this shirt while we were there, which I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. um, so if you love missions, you love kind of what's going on there. My parents have a nonprofit organization that they've been running for about 20-ish years. Uh, they have a school for kids, they have a church, and they do all sorts of of philanthropy work as well. Um, their their uh, nonprofit is called Root of Hope Inc. Right. And you can go to their Facebook page and like it, check out all the pictures. Um, we are going to start getting more involved um, over in Mozambique and we are planning a family trip there, which means it'll be us, our two girls, um, and it'll be very, um, expensive but very worth it oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very long trip um so the flights tend to be very expensive but we're all very excited about going over there together well this Five, pattern was very interesting i don't know about for you guys but for me it's very like spider-man-esque yeah something really about it. it reminds me about spider-man do you think so too because or am i just crazy because to me it's very spider-man-esque <laughs> so um, okay, so let's talk I'm about like the opposite of Spider-Man, but <laughs> you're my hero. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, um, our conversation is kind of an interesting topic, very unconventional, but, um, it's the kind of stuff that we wind up talking about because, hey, life is random, okay? Yep. We don't always have these deep theological conversations that are run, you know, super deep. So let me give you some backstory. Um, the way Mike and I have been raising the girls in terms of beliefs and faith is we have always taken them to meetings, you know, we'll go to churches. We have our own, we have a ministry, home church. We always have the girls there um, and they participate with us, but we never really forced it on them in terms of like, 
you must believe in Jesus, you must pray, you must read the Bible. We didn't do that because we wanted to kind of walk the walk, talk the talk, but not force them into it. And this is, we'll probably do a whole podcast just on this and our approach, and it may not work for everyone and it may not work for you, but this is how we've approached it. And in the last four or five years, there was no like, you must go to church on Sunday, enroll in the Sunday morning program, mm -hmm. um, you know, make sure you do your Bible study. You know, there was, you know, go read your Bible. There was none of that conversation in the last right. four or five years. If they had any access to any of that kind of stuff, it was because they were watching us or taking along with us or they actually wanted to do it on their own. It had apps. We, we did not push them towards it at all. I mean, it was actually a huge risk to take. Right because we didn't know what we were doing yeah <laughs> i didn't anyway we, we, but in the last two or three years mm -hmm. we have not pushed them into anything right it it wasn't like a mandatory thing we didn't force them to pray we didn't make them worship if we were going to church or we were going to an event we didn't necessarily have them come there were times that they would like stay with their friends however because of the way we live our lives Prayer, supernatural experiences, angels, demons, gods are all part of their vernacular, all part of their world. It's not like they don't believe in God or Jesus. No. It's not like to them the supernatural doesn't exist. To them, it's just, it is. It's normal. It's very normal. A lot of the things that would be seen crazy to the average Christian is very normal to them because they see it in action in our lives every day. Right. So when you're talking about, you know, they have a bad dream, first thing they do is they pray, um, you know, or like all, um, you know, the other day I wasn't feeling well. Oh, it was when I was going to go to the hospital and Alicia said, I'm going to pray for you before I go to sleep. Right. So it's very just natural because of the way we live. Like you said, very risky approach, but it was something that now for me, I'm not going to say for you, but for me personally was something that I learned when I read Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. Um, I read, I actually was talking to someone about this recently. I read all of the books, even yeah. the business one. Mm -hmm. um, so even about parenting. So it was from an approach of, they are powerful people. I'm going to teach them. I'm going to instruct them. I'm going to live my life, but I'm going to respect them as powerful people to make their own decision. Yeah. So recently they're getting older and one would think, oh, teenagers, ah, which yes, teenage. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the drama is unreal and I'm all in it. So, but you would think that they want, would want nothing to do with it. Well, the interest is starting to peak because they have friends who are Christians and they go to church and yeah. the, the every Sunday, every Sunday. And the conventional church programming is just not working. Um, so they've asked us to lead Bible study. Um, and that piqued some interest in the girls, um, not just because their friends wanted to, but there were some basic things about the Bible that the girls didn't know that other kids knew because they were learning it in Sunday school. Yeah. So what we have been doing is throughout the week, we kind of have these moments where we're like, okay, let's 
talk because let's teach you things that we know your friends are going to know. For example, there's 66 books in the Bible, 27 in the New New Testament, things like that. (laughs) Let's teach you those types of things. But the other night, what I did was I had the girls write down who they are. So I said, okay, I want you to think of who am I? I am. And the focus is not on what they do, but who they are. So I am a mom. I am a daughter. Those are things that I am. And then, for example, I am a runner. That's some, that's someone something I am. It's not just something I do. But on the weightlifting, for example, for those of you who follow me and know like fitness, the weightlifting, I lift weights, but I'm not a weightlifter. It's a whole different lifestyle, right? right? So I had them write down who they are. Um, and Alicia came with her list. Shocker, she's always prepared. Anna wrote it down right in the moment yep. when I asked her. Just like we expected. Yes. And then what I did was I ex- I went through the list. Um, to see what they are. And I reminded them of some things. For example, why didn't we write down, I am kind, I am gentle, things that reflect God in our lives. You know, we're made in the image and likeness of God and there's fruit in the spirit. So I kind of taught them about that. And then I taught them the concept of, we need to focus on who we are in terms of what can someone never take away from us. So for example, I am a runner, but maybe one day I can get hurt or something happens that I can't run anymore. Is my identity going to go in the trash just because I can't run? No. So I wanted to have them focus on things that are more eternal in terms of who they are, their God-given attributes. And it's not to say that me as a runner is a bad thing. It's just to say that is who I am, but if for some reason it gets taken away, That's okay, because in the end, and this was my point and one of my teachings in general, I am a daughter of God. And me being a daughter of God is something that no one can take away from me. That's right. So it was really about speaking the value. But from this, um, we were like wrapping up and getting up out of the table. And I turned to Alicia and I say, okay, Alicia, who are you? And she said, I am a gymnast. (laughs) I said, but who are you? And she said, I am a daughter of Jesus. And that hit me wrong. Like, I don't know about you guys, but that hit me wrong. Like, it's just weird to hear it because you're just like, I'm a daughter of God. So I said, you're a daughter of God. Jesus is like our brother. And Mike's ears pricked up because then he thought, well, that doesn't sound right either. (laughs) So Mike and I started discussing this whole concept of Jesus is our brother or Mm -hmm. isn't our brother. And Alicia said, oh, no, we're not doing this. I need to get my beauty sleep. I'm not going to sit here for an hour listening to you two talk about this And I said, great, pause. 
we will record this conversation. So I did not want Mike to prepare because this is not a theological discussion. This is I kind of forgot about it. Be this honest is with you. our she just banter. she just came to me a few minutes ago and was like, "Are we going to record tonight?" And I'm like, "About what?" <laughs> she Jesus like, is our brother. And I'm like, I haven't even thought about that since we brought it up. And I told you apps because she was no, no, no. She didn't tell that story quite right because she went on this whole thing. <laughs> In addition to that, about with what Alicia and all that was true, but she also went on this whole thing about what the gospel was. And she began to lay out some yeah. truths about the Bible, Adam and Eve and, and Oh, yeah. Jesus. Start, we started yeah. Genesis. You she started the beginning. beginning. <laughs> she, she was giving the gospel to the girls like they'd never heard it. And, um, and so they were – and only this time we were – we were not doing what we normally do where we're just talking and they may or may not be listening or they may not may or may not be paying attention. We're not forcing them to, we're not taking a quiz. We were actually, in the last couple of weeks, we decided to shift a little bit and actually be very proactive and draw them in, do Bible studies with right. them. And they have a ton of friends. That because we're the also Bible doing studies with, we're doing with them are going to go deep and yeah. they're not surface level. So we wanted to make sure that kind of the surface level things that people learn in Sunday school that the girls know. So there's a foundation. So yeah. that's why I started in the beginning because I wanted to make sure they knew places, names, stories, concepts, things like that. Yeah. So, um, Andrea then was like, and, and Jesus, who was the son of God. And, um, he, he's, he's kind of like our older brother. And I was like, no, like I was a little forceful. <laughs> I was like, no, that is not the gospel. That's not what we're teaching. And she and Andrew was like, yes, yes, well, it is. I said, he's not our father, though. And you're like, yeah, he is. I was like, no, he's not. He's not our father. He has a father and it's the same father we have. So wouldn't that make him our brother? Okay. Well, <laughs> so then you went and pulled, did you, no, you said you were listen, gonna, mm -mm. let's have this from scratch. So why do you get so annoyed when someone makes, cause it's not the first time someone has said this. So you mentioned how the mm -hmm. kind of the feeling you have of how it could lead people to have these like weird thoughts. Do you remember what that was? No, I don't. But just thinking about it right now, and you can refresh my memory, but just thinking about it right now, God is our father. Correct. Okay. And he sent his only son. Correct. But he was also in the son. Right. As God was made flesh. Yes. Okay, and he dwelt among us. Jesus is God. Jesus is God, right. and he was within Jesus Christ, reconciling the world. Right. So I think the brother thing starts to pull away from who he really was, uh -huh. and it, and we start to see him as a completely separate character, almost too far. We're almost taking it too far. Okay. okay? The reason why I say that is because... When Jesus died upon the cross, he reconciled the whole world to himself, uh -huh. okay? But he could only do that as God, right. okay? So he, he, 
he may if you know he may be our brother in the only in the sense of he was human right okay it, it he he actually took on humanity right and he emptied out his divinity correct for a period of time so that he could actually become so are you saying that he was only the son while he was human <laughs> no i'm not but i think that it's a mistake to call him our brother because he jesus is also god and god manifested himself as his a son mm -hmm. okay um and he came into the world but he was also god he was fully god fully man but there's the trinity we were brothers essentially with in christ right brothers in christ right and we because we all have the same father michael all have the same father yes but he was also god so he's much much more than just our than just an older brother i i don't like that terminology that doesn't make sense when you think about who he is and what he did and what he's continuing to do right mm -hmm. um so but i also don't think we can lose sight of him as son because the reality is that he demonstrated to us what it looks like to be a son of god that it's possible to be a son of God. I'm not disputing him being a son. Right. But but to call him father is weird because he himself called God father. There's a distinction between I agree. him and God. I still don't think just because he called God his father, we can now call him brother. Okay. So because we look up verses to justify our beliefs because that's how we use the bible right we use the bible to justify our beliefs and yeah. stands okay nope um but let's just say we do i'm gonna look up to by the see. way when we have these discussions at the very end of this discussion i might be fully in agreement with her no or we may walk away and not be in agreement i would google something like what does what does the Bible say about Jesus being our brother? Okay, so you're allowed to pull up verses, but I'm not, but okay. No, you can now. You okay. can live. No, no, no. Okay. It's fine. I don't need them. You can live. So I'm going to look it up, okay? So then I find some verses. I made my statement, and I'm going to stand by So it. now I find some verses that I feel justifies what I'm saying, okay? Let's do it. What All are right. they? So one, Hebrews 2.11. Okay, and this is a Google search that I did. Mind you, let me just preface this with, I am not opposed to Google searching for research, for Bible study, I do it all the time, okay? What I am opposed to is using it how I'm suggesting now, um, sarcastically, which is trying to find a verse that justifies what I say, because that's never what you should do. You need to you need to go through the scriptures and find what the scriptures say about God, not justifying your belief, but to discover more about who he is. So hopefully that makes sense. Okay. So Hebrews 2, 11. Okay. This is one of them. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them 
his brothers and sisters. For he said to God, I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. Okay. Okay. Was that one convincing? Yeah, so I've got a NET version. So 2.11, are you reading in chapter 2, verse 11? Hebrews 2.11, yeah. So for indeed he who makes holy and those being made holy all have the same origin, okay? And so <laughs> he is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim, proclaim your name to my brothers in the midst of this assembly. I will praise you. Okay, so when Jesus was on this earth, okay, he walked with them like a like a friend mm -hmm. and like a brother. But he still is a friend and a brother. <laughs> I'm going to back up for a moment. When Jesus <laughs> was on this earth, he walked with them like he was a friend okay. and a brother. Okay. Okay. That's not really disputable if you read scripture. I think you, in any context, you can you can come to that. Even this verse shows that, right? Mm -hmm. But this verse is pointing to we are sons of God. Right. The point of this verse is the origin. For indeed, he who makes holy and those being made holy all have the same origin. Father all have the same father okay and so because we have the same origin or the same father okay let me ask you this would you call moses your brother i don't know because jesus wasn't around back then so how what would connect oh uh, wait 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 jesus wasn't around back then no, but he kind of was, wasn't but he? But he kind of was, wasn't he? Yeah. And where was he? With God. You, go back to John. Uh, if we're going to play with verses, <laughs> I don't need to go there. But if you go to the beginning of John, what does it say? He was, I, Jesus was there in the beginning right. was the word and the word was with God. Mm -hmm. And the word is God. was God or mm -hmm. is God, mm -hmm. right? Depending on your translation. So when you begin to look at the old testament the reason why i get a little bit passionate about this because this concept is is a big hang-up in the christian communities uh -huh. because there's a lot of argument is it the trinity is he one is he not one is it a manifestation what is it you know i believe in the trinity oh mm -hmm. great you're an orthodox believer thank you very much mm -hmm. you know and 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 I believe in the Trinity too, but I also see this oneness in God where he is able to manifest himself okay. as a son so that he could walk among humanity as the Holy Spirit so that he can move within humanity, mm -hmm. right? And and so and empower us and, and as grace so that he can fill us with his strength and as mercy so that he can have mercy on us and as the spirit of wisdom, like we had talked about in a previous podcast, you know, where, where he, a spirit of wisdom always says her, 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 mm -hmm. but that's God too. Right. Right. That's God's spirit moving through an entity or, or being manifested. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's all comes from him and it's all within him. 
Okay, it is in, in some, you know, I don't like to explain things away as, oh, isn't that a great mystery? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not that guy. I want to hold on to it. And I want to say, yes, 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 this all works mm -hmm. because and I Actually may have take the time to think about it. Right. And I don't have to figure it all out, but I also don't have to push it off to a mystery. But I think if we move Jesus into the brother category, we make the mistake of moving him out of the divinity category. And we begin to look at verses like, like, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm -hmm. And we go, well, he, wow, he just, abandoned you know, he his abandoned son. his son, right? He abandoned our brother. No, he, he couldn't abandon him mm -hmm. because he was on the cross. He was within Jesus. He was Jesus on the cross, reconciling the world to himself. Mm -hmm. And he's, and he's been with us from the very beginning of the world. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, that's why I, I, I guess I'm pushing back and it is a little bit of word semantics. Well, you know, may, may I, may I just, um, kind of bring a little bit of, have you read further? Yes, but but that's not how we do it. We only read one or two verses that tell us what we want. I'm not going to interrupt you, but if you read further. Okay, so read further. Okay, read further. <laughs> I have another verse, but before uh, we I'm do, just going to do it. Again, he says, I will be confident in him. And again, here I am with the children God has given me. So he's also calling them his children. children. That doesn't work for me. So let's not talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I have another verse in Romans eight twenty nine. I'm going to read says it. We're supposed to come to him as a child. Let all the children come to me. That's what he says. Okay. So I'm going to read one more verse, but before we dive into it, can we take it out of context? Of course. Okay. For the good. purposes of this conversation. Um, but um, what I may I just get a little personal as to why I think you have an issue with calling Jesus brother. Okay, okay. fine, go for it. Because I love psychology and the study of the brain and emotions and all that stuff. And, and you know, we talk about all that stuff. Okay. okay, so I'm just gonna read this real quick because again, I'm looking for verses to justify what I'm saying. Romans 8, 29. For God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. The end verse, okay? Now, Michael, would you say that thinking of Jesus as a brother bothers you a little bit because in some ways- Oh boy, here we go. In some ways, it lessens his authority. If I look at Jesus as my brother, it's lessening his authority in my life. Like it's minimizing. So if I see God up here and he's ultimate authority, sovereign, considering Jesus as brother lessens that. Wow, that was not the direction I was expecting you to go. I thought you were going to go with something far more sinister. No. Um, 
Um, I was like, wow, we're going to have to really edit this. Um, wow. I actually have a great idea why I might have had a suddenly had a problem with it, but I don't think I'm going to get into it on okay. this podcast. Um, I have, but uh, would you say that, that because I think you, that what I was thinking of before, one of the things you had mentioned was that like, it almost minimizes his authority when you're looking at Jesus as brother. So, um, possibly. Um, why do you say that? Because that's what I'm hearing. The underlying theme is if we see Jesus as son and as our older brother, it's taking away from his divinity, from his lordship, from his authority, bringing him. It's almost like it's bringing him down as brother instead of looking at him as father. Yeah, so um, the church that I grew up in, we called the leader of the church brother. Yes. And then his name, right? Yes. And um, and so, and we called him brother all the time, and we saw him as the ultimate authority in the earth. But the point is, is that that is that, so I always thought that was the direction you were going to go, is why I had a problem with it. Because like oh, no. calling Jesus brother associating it with that way of thinking, mm -hmm. you know, would ultimately... Oh, no, that's not what I was thinking. No? I was actually thinking... You of... don't think that's an, also a possibility? No, now that you said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have brought that up. But, but I was thinking more of a familial thing because you're the youngest, right? but you've always been close to your brother. Mm -hmm. And... Somewhat. I don't see you as someone who looks up to your older brother no no uh, hopefully he's not watching no i don't mean that in a bad way i don't mean like you look down to him i'm just saying you don't look up to him so for example my brother is i never saw him as a position of authority exactly probably probably is what hurt us our relationship but because he definitely saw him as a position of authority over me you see yourself as a position of authority <laughs> um so but for example, my brother is three years younger, three and a half years younger than me. Right. And although I was always, I was the bigger sister growing up, I have a, I have a lot of admiration for my brother and I look up to him. No, I, again, I want to go back to what I said earlier in the podcast. And that is, if you go to Psalms 24 mm -hmm. and you read Psalms 24 all mm -hmm. the way through, it literally says in Psalms 24, it quotes, Jesus was quoting on the cross, mm -hmm. my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Yeah, but what does that have and to he's, do with anything? Uh, okay, I'm getting there, if okay. you let me. So Psalms 24, he quotes, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mm -hmm. Okay, now, that in the, if you read the entire Psalms 24, you realize, mm -hmm. or you should realize that he was quoting that passage in the in the Hebrew world, real quick teaching in the Hebrew world, when you would think and dwell on scripture in the synagogues, there was a lot of memorization. So they already knew these scriptures. And much like a song, you would say the first line, and then everyone, and everyone in their mind it. would think about the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of Psalms 24, it says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then they would have thought about the rest of the right. chapter. Mm -hmm. Well, in that thinking about the rest of the chapter, those people on the ground looking up at Jesus when he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? They're looking at him as their rabbi. They would have been thinking about what he was wanting to tell them. And they would have seen 
everything that was happening on the cross. If you haven't read, if you've never read it, read it. It's amazing. It will wreck you. But what it proves is that God was there. Mm -hmm. He never turned away from Jesus. Right. He was with him. Right. And he, and so there wasn't the, the separation that is oftentimes tried to be the, 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 the Trinity doctrine, right, mm -hmm. which is is interesting here because the Trinity doctrine says there's clearly a father, clearly a son, mm -hmm. and clearly a Holy Spirit, and they're all three mm -hmm. separate, right? but also in one, right? okay? And I'm okay with that. I'm not disputing that. But to lower one of those to our brother, mm -hmm. to me, pulls away from who he is and but that I is think, he is god but i think it's because your view of brother is different than other people's view because if we could lower jesus to the brother level right see but that's because you're bringing him down to the brother then level then we can conceive that god it. would actually have turned away from him it, it doesn't, Even for a moment. But no. what I'm arguing is it's impossible right. for him to turn away but, because he was in Christ. He was, that was God. But, 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 it's even more powerful in my mind to see that God and the son was there and God never turned his face from him. Even when there was that abundance of sin. To me, it's even more powerful than saying, because you had mentioned earlier, he, his divinity left him. He was 100% man, mm -hmm. right? So how could you say divinity left him, but in that moment, God was, God was in him and he is God. He was not God on the cross. Right. He was Jesus Christ, the son of God. And God did not abandon Jesus. Right. He didn't abandon Jesus. Right. And one of the reasons you see that is, when, when we read the That's Psalm, we're reading Psalm 24. I told you I might be convinced by the end. Well, we're reading Psalm 24, but don't just read Psalm 24. Okay, so you're read correct. Read Psalm 25 and 26, because this is what happens. Yes. When David says, my God, why have you forsaken me? A chapter or two later, he says, I was wrong. You have never left me. Yeah. And this is a problem with reading the scriptures out of context when you don't read a whole complete thought or song or poem yeah. because you have to finish what the author was trying to say. And he wrote it down and he said, God, why are you not here? And then in the end it was, no, you've always been here. So when Jesus quoted that first line on the cross, Everyone who was there, that new scripture, automatically, it's like when I sing, if I were to say somewhere over the rainbow, yeah. what happens in your mind? You start somewhere over the rainbow. You start to sing, hear the song. Yeah. So that's what would happen to them. And they would go through it. And suddenly it's, oh, this whole thing that's happening in Psalm 24, it's here right now. This yep. is Jesus. And then in the end, what does it say? You did not leave me. You did not forsake me. I was wrong. Yep. That's what it says. So in that moment, you have the son of God and, and God, his father did not turn away from him, nope. even in the face of sin, because sin came upon him. 
not in him, but upon him, the, the consequences of the sin came upon him. Yeah. So with that being said, cause I want to make sure this isn't long. I am not saying that I, just so you guys know, I am not saying that I walk around saying Jesus is my brother. Jesus is my brother, because I also think that's kind of weird. I don't know if it's because of the way I grew up or what I think. Right. But what I'm the only point I'm making is that we have the same father. There are verses. There's another one in Mark 3, uh, 30, 33 through 35 that talks about how Jesus considers us brothers and sisters because we are of the same father. But to Mike's point, we need to make sure that when we're thinking of Jesus in that way, at least yes. that's what I'm hearing, we're not minimizing his authority, lessening who he is as if Jesus isn't God because he is. And when you realize who Jesus is and how he lowered himself to become human, to demonstrate God on earth, because not only did Jesus come to demonstrate what it looks like to be a son of God, he demonstrated who God is in human as flesh. Okay. As a body, he came and showed us who God is. He's like the representative of God as a human. That is who Jesus is. And it's super powerful. So what I want to say to you is people's views of brother and this goes for anything in life where something irks you because there are things that irk me too because i have a perception yeah uh, thoughts memories whatever i have what i believe to be a much healthier view of brother not healthier i'm not gonna use i have a different perspective of brother than you do sure. because if my brother were a president or a leader of some kind, yeah. I would have no issue recognizing my brother as an authority figure. Well, I think you could say the same thing about father. If you have a really bad father exactly. and you call God the father, you're going to have those issues. Exactly. And you're correct. There was there, there the way I portrayed divinity being emptied out mm -hmm. almost sounds like God was not there. Yep. Right. And that's not true either, right? Um, and but the Holy Spirit did come upon him during his baptism, right? Like I'm not, so I'm just saying we have to explore these things about Jesus because when you take, well, the time I think to we have to reconcile it, in our minds that because of God and because he created it this way and allowed for it to happen, he was fully God and fully, fully man. man. I think we have to be okay with that. We have to hold on to that. And, but, but he did fully enter this human experience. Right. He was actually tempted. Right. Meaning, he experienced everything. I would even argue that there's a possibility. You can't be tempted if you're not actually tempted. And I think we think of Jesus being tempted as he wasn't actually tempted because he didn't fall for it. Like he didn't, right? he didn't choose to... He didn't choose to. He resist. was never actually going to screw up, guys. Right, Everyone, yeah, yeah. calm down. No, no, no. You can't be tempted unless you were actually tempted. Right. So he had to have actually been tempted to do the things that Satan was trying to get him to do in the wilderness. Right. And and in order to be fully tempted like that, he had to have his humanity on mm -hmm. display. I think Paul talks about this, um, where his, his divinity was emptied out and his humanity was on display in that moment. So here we have Jesus 
himself manifesting himself in different ways, mm -hmm. right? But that's God. God can do that. He can do whatever he wants. We serve a God that can do whatever he wants. But we need to do a full teaching on Psalms because you just made a really good point about 25 and 26 mm -hmm. because 24 is the death mm -hmm. and uh, is the cross, right? Right. But 25 is the grave. Right. And 26 is the resurrection. And so we need to do a full teaching on that because once you see it that way, and to me, to me, again, I go back to the reason why I had a problem with the brother thing is because of, of people not understanding the cross, not understanding what really happened with Jesus. But to me, thinking that Jesus had abandoned his son, a really, another teaching we need to do is atonement because poor teachings on atonement have led us to this idea Right, but I'm not understanding what one has to do with the other because why are you why are you automatically going to if he was the son and we look at him like that then he was abandoned by the father because the to you call do not him have abandonment issues so because, so because the brother thing to me completely removes father God's involvement no it talks about relationship. Because every time in scripture, I, I see us as sons and of daughters, right? right? And I call you my wife. I don't call you my sister. Right. Okay. But in Christ, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, brother Mike. Right. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> right. See, there you go. That's what irks me. It's weird, right? It's weird because of how you grew up. Because I grew up calling people brother and sister. And it doesn't bother me because we didn't see you called your leader brother and sister. And there were some things that happened that weren't so healthy and that hurt you tremendously. Right. My leader and the people who did hurt me were pastors. So my issue is with pastors. Okay. Not with the brothers and sisters. I just don't think if we're going to teach our daughters about the gospel, right. we should put in there, oh, by the way, Jesus is your brother. No, you know what I mean? Like, no. I, I but the can't reason, get but there. But the reason it came up was because Alicia said, I am a daughter of but this Jesus. Was a, this was a very no. important moment in their life. No, it wasn't. This was a moment where you were laying out the gospel no, to them. it was over. Alicia was getting up and I was like, so who are you? Like Anna had already left the table. Who are you? And she said, Look, I am a daughter of Jesus. And I was like, I no, have done, that's weird. I don't remember, <laughs> but I've done some studies on this brother thing before. This is another reason why I'm very passionate about it. And I remember looking at some of the studies I was doing and going, Yes, that's a good, healthy way to look at it. But it's been so many years I know. since I've dove into it that I don't have it at the top of my mind. So literally, the, all I got is no, and then all the reasons why Jesus is God. And, and that's like my <laughs> argument, okay? Listen, no, so this is what, what I'll leave with you guys, because this is always like, what, what, is, what is in it for you? Why in the world did you just hear this conversation? This is what, hear Mike say dumb stuff. That's this why. is, well, one, for entertainment. Two, this is what I'll tell you. When you dive into the life of Jesus, mm -hmm. okay, really, 
dive in. Okay. I'm not talking about read the book of John. I'm talking about study the book of John. Okay. Every Monday night, I have a Bible study. We've been doing this since February. We're only in John 8 and we do it almost every week. So we dive deep. Okay. And the reason is because when you study even the smallest thing about Jewish culture of the time, you will fall in Jesus, in love with Jesus even more. And you will appreciate who he is and what he did. And he will become even more marvelous. He will become even more amazing. I mean, when, when you truly, he was a good brother, man. when you truly was, understand, when you truly understand mm. who Jesus he was a good is, brother in the Lord, listen, when you, <laughs> Stop it. When you truly understand what a bro who Jesus was. Yes. Okay, so I'm talking about in human form. So was. I'm using the word was. Oh now you're who serious. Jesus was. I'm oh, sorry. What he did while he was here. Right. Why he did it. Why why God did it as our father. It, it's so mind-blowing and so extraordinary. You cannot help but worship him even more Amen. okay so read psalm 24 25 26 from that perspective of the cross but look at jesus as a human being and that he was god 100 so when you said he was a hundred percent god a hundred percent human what does that mean to you what does that mean we say that all the time it's such like a Christian cliche thing to say, but did you ever stop to ask yourself, what in the world does that mean? All right. Well, that's a wrap. Um, a wrap. Jesus is our what brother. What do you think? I guess. Huh? I guess Jesus is our brother. <laughs> Are you giving in? No. <laughs> Don't give in. Don't give in. Not going to. So Not that's yet. it. So there, there is no I may conclusion. Change. My mind may change, but the way I see it now, no. There is no he conclusion. We are not here to reach an agreement. No. There is no conclusion, but we come to the end of today's podcast. So we want to go. thank you for listening. We have no idea what the next one's going to be about. But if you are show. enjoying our podcast... We ask that you subscribe or you follow us. So go to the top. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I know you just click the checkbox and follow us. Make sure to also like and leave a review. So wherever you're watching this or you're listening. We're on YouTube. Together we sparkle on YouTube. Yep. Subscribe, like, follow. And comment and share. So help just share this podcast and uh, we're more than happy to cover anything that you want. Hello at AndrewJohn.com. We will take on any subject, not just about God, not yes. just about the Bible. We will take on any subject. It does not have to be Christian. And Put it in the comments. It and can I be will controversial. Spend an hour. Yeah. And it can be controversial. Like we do not shy away from hard conversation. No, politics, I don't care. Uh, put it in there. Whatever yeah. you think, we'll talk about it. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, just be nice. Business. Be nice. Okay. Marketing. Be nice family yeah, yeah like i said no niche sports fishing throw in your fishing oh stuff goodness. we'll talk yeah. boating love boating all right okay guys well we'll see you next time bye